Hi, this is Patricia Quinn. I'm from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and you're lucky because this is the Cinema Beef Podcast. So beef on. I'm in it. I like it. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to episode 91 of the Sin Thief Podcast. And uh, I'm here. I am one of your hosts. I am Gary Hill. And with me as usual is Jeffrey X. Martin. How you doing, sir? Doing well. Happy to be here. Happy to talk about these movies that um, kind of freaked me out, really, in the kind of mood I'm in. So, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of messed up right now. Psychedelics, alcohol, or other? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yarp. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited because she's here and she's uh, recording with us. The daytime insomniac now. The very lovely Jamie Sammons. How are you? I am. I'm doing okay. You know what's funny is that you're absolutely right. Is that no matter when I'm supposed to sleep, I just can't do it. Uh, so um, I'm here. I am definitely here and I'm excited. I. I have been waiting to talk about one of these movies on a podcast for years. So um, I'll let you kind of linger on which one that is, but um, until we get there. But yeah, here we go. Fair enough, fair enough. Jamie can't get to sleep because she thinks about the implications of diving in too deep. Possibly, never mind. I'm done. Get it getting incepted, perhaps? Uh, I was doing weirder shit than that. So. Gotcha. I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet now because who needs sleep? You're never right? gonna get it. Oh, I mean, who I, needs uh, sleep? Tell me, what's that for? <laughs> sleep is what. what, what, what there what, have been what, guys who've been awake since the Second World War. I love you, Jamie. <laughs> those those people are insane people. Okay, I'll sleep like a rock if I can. Yeah, but uh, not not like the rock. Yeah, he doesn't sleep ever. I don't think. But uh, but also with us <laughs> from the from the VD Clinic podcast. Is the lovely Vanessa McHenry? How are you? I'm just dandy. Great. <laughs> and also having sleep problems too. So yes, <laughs> I may be a little slap happy at this point. Oh well, that, that's that's yes. that makes for better broadcasting, <laughs> if you ask me. That's good TV. <laughs> that's good. That is good TV. Yes, that's must see TV. But um, <laughs> I'll uh, defer to our guest first and ask her, Vanessa, what you've been watching. Yes. What have I been watching? Um, well, other than these two movies, I just watched uh, Django for the upcoming episode four of VD Clinic. Um, yeah, that was a first time watch for me. So uh, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it quite a bit. 
And then I discovered that the Roku has multiple channels that have a million and one of the Django quote-unquote sequels. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. Probably not. But you never know. Um, let's see. Other than that, what have I been watching? A lot of Twin Peaks. A lot of Twin Peaks. Because I went and rewatched the original season, then the movie Firewalk with me, and then I just started the new season. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I, last time I talked with Jamie, I had gone halfway through the uh, the first run of the series, and yeah, my mind's just uh, a little too, it makes a little too much sense right now. You know, when you have the lack of sleep going on, David Lynch makes way too much sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want to hear Bo Ranzel do funny voices, go listen to that Duncan and Bo go to Twin Peaks show. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I just think it's adorable hearing you say Twin Peaksies. Oh, you have been away too long. Boom, 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 boom. Anything else, Vanessa? What? Um, sorry. Um, yeah, no, that's actually quite a lot that I, I feel like I've, I've been watching. But, um, yeah, not a lot of really uh, movies. Okay. X. I'm sure I have them on in the background, but not really paying attention. I've done that before, for sure. Yeah. X. You know what I love about those Django sequels, Vanessa, is that they're all completely full sentences in the titles. It's like, Django, uh, don't shoot that guy because he's angry at you anyway, and then you'll have to put him in a coffin. Right. So stuff like that, I totally love. Um, You know what? I've just been watching a lot of old wrestling, but I did finally get to watch The Devil's Candy, and oh my God, what a fantastic movie Yay! that is i cannot I told you i think you did you I absolutely you? Okay. did <laughs> yeah you totally get credit for that because what an amazing flick that is holy balls i cannot get it out of my head it's fantastic so yeah um please check out the devil's candy on netflix it's incredible that's pretty much it that's all i've been watching that you know, that and my blood pressure going up and down. That's that's all. If it has something against it, it prevents fat guys like us to wear tracksuits and not look creepy. So, just throwing it out there. Screwing <laughs> tracksuits for fat guys, especially fat bald guys. I've never been one to follow the Pruitt Taylor Vince mode of fashion anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Jamie! Yes? What you been watching, girl? I have no idea. Um, we've... <laughs> We've actually been watching quite a few things, I think, but I, I don't know. Uh, oh, one thing that uh, I I want to say I had watched it before we recorded last and I didn't bring it up was Prevenge. And I found this on Shudder. Shudder, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and Shudder. And uh, <laughs> it is, it was incredible. It was so much fun. And, um, I just it's it's all about this woman who is uh, a pregnant woman who is killing people at the behest of her unborn child and then you know you find out things and things happen but it's just it's really witty really well done I mean just and it was also written and directed by the main star and she did a fantastic job and she's actually someone from something that I should know and like any other day I wouldn't know it but right now it's out of my head so anyway but look, look it up check it out uh, pr- hmm? is she in sightseers yes thank you 
It got a nice dark comedy. Uh, yes. Um, but you know what I have been doing a lot of lately, and I'm very excited to say that I have been listening to a shit ton of podcasts, and that is something I have not been able to do in forever, um, not consistently for years, and or like a couple of years, but um, I have just been binging podcasts lately. I have gone through every episode of the VD Clinic. Um. So it's kind of funny because I've had Vanessa in my ear a lot, and um, <laughs> and I also listened because I also listened to you the laughter in my laughter. Hmm. What? I said it in my laughter. <laughs> it's just oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I laugh. We a gotta lot. We, us <laughs> us laughing girls gotta stick together. Um, <laughs> and then I listened to the episode of Devour that you were on. So that's one more time that uh, that. I was listening to you. I've been listening to Duncan's 1970s shows, the top 10 of the 1970s. And if people have not been listening to those, I recommend them. They're fun. Uh, so check out the podcast under the series he's doing. Um, so far, there have been two, unless the third one has dropped in in the last couple days. And one is with Ricky Morgan, one of my favorites, and as the guest star. And then the 1971 show is with Bo, who everyone knows I love. So, um so far, that's shaping up to be a fun series. Um, oh, another film that um, that I did see that I have to recommend. I really, really loved it. Was it stains the sand red? And that is a zombie film, but there's really just one zombie, and he's following this chick across the desert. And um, I just she, so basically, she has to carry this film and I think she does an excellent job. It was really fun for me. There were a couple of moments that were the jet that were like genuinely terrifying. Um, and then it sort of turns into something else near the end. Still very enjoyable, just very different from how it starts out. But uh, it's, I recommend that one too. It's a very good movie. Um, at least, at least it doesn't promise zombies like in that abortion night of the common film that I hate so much. I, 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 I just could never get into it. And really, I enjoy that film. I do. Um, it's 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 like I don't it, think it's, it's it, I, I, I describe I, I describe it as if Repo Man and Valley Girl made a really boring baby. That would be night of the comet. <laughs> really boring baby. Yes. <laughs> um. Oh, also, Vanessa, I'm just wondering how far you're going to be able to get into that Django review before uh, <laughs> David starts rattling off his Samuel Jackson impression from <laughs> from Unchained, uh, because he loves that. So just remember that I said that whenever you guys start recording that episode. Thank you for the warning. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> um. No, we're uh, we're also pairing that with the gunslinger, and he's already asked me to start speaking in the language of the novel, um, which I said um, no. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we also watch. I'm oh, sorry. Um, Brian just hand. He's just handing me Blu-rays across. <laughs> it's like this. We watch this. This. Um, we did watch a movie called Don't Knock Twice that I thought was was pretty interesting it i did really like it i uh the ending was a little bit predictable by the time you got there and i was kind of sad about that but even though i saw coming what came 
I still really enjoyed the movie. And that's uh, Katie Sackhoff. And um, it involves a, <laughs> it may or may not involve Baba Yaga. It may or may not involve, yeah, I mean, you just got to, whatever, like possession. Uh, it's, I thought it was really interesting. I thought there were some really effective moments, and I do recommend that one, too. Okay, I'm done. That's good. Is Baba Yaga a Cylon <laughs> in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a possible fracking, yeah. oh. <laughs> a possible fracking in the movie? I guess that could be going on off screen. Oh, Katie Sackhoff. <laughs> Yes, I think it's kind of like 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 the word Smurf. It can be used for anything, you know. In that case, I would frack the the frack out of Katie Sackoff. Yes, frack. But uh, yes, I I refract that statement for sure, but not really. But me myself, I I I'm late to the party on a couple of these things. But uh, I watched Glow, the TV series on Netflix, and uh, that's. Not as good as I hoped it would be, you know. I it left me. I got the same complaint a lot of folks have. It, it left me wanting more than, than than you know when it was over. I, I don't know. I'm sure I'd be coming back again eventually, but with the 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 abundance of these Netflix shows, you never can tell. But it, it was fun, you know. I, I it had a miscarriage joke in there that I didn't need. I, I, call call me crazy, but you know it's, it's yeah. I didn't need that. Book Close Decent is 10 episodes. Mark Maron's really great in it. Uh, Allison Bree, not as good as Community, but good enough, I guess, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's that's decent. And uh, I'm getting all choked up here because I, I just watched Guardians 2 the other night, finally, for the first time. And I, I laughed, I I, I, uh, I cheered, and I got really sad in the end. And, you know, that, that that's... Uh, that's good for my soul, I guess. Or, or James Gunn knows how to speak to my to my emotional side, because when you kill off a major character and you play father and son by Cat Stevens, I'm I'm gonna like shrivel up into a ball and go cry somewhere sometimes, you know, because it's uh, you know, you don't do that, man. It's, it's that's that's no bueno. But uh, it's a good film though. I, I had a good time. Everything I expected it to be was there, and uh, uh boy, there's there's probably more stuff. Uh, the films for this show, of course. Um, I am terrible at this. This is really bad. There's lots of stuff I haven't watched yet, though. I'm going to leave it at that, and, uh, we'll get to everybody's favorite part of the show. Uh, it's not tossed salad on scrambled eggs. It's beef bitches and mashed potatoes. Okay, who gets the burly uh, beef? I ordered barbecue beef. I think that's mine, but I didn't who order fries. Who gets the barbecue beef? Mine's the Okay, who gets the burly beef? I'm going to start with our guest and ask uh, Vanessa, anything pissing you off this week, girl? Um, the usual, my job, so <laughs> I, w- I won't elaborate because I don't need my blood pressure to get that high or there to be an anxiety attack, So, which happened this week. So, yeah, <laughs> leaving I, it at that. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, anything else bothering you? Jamie. Yes, uh, insomnia. <laughs> I'm really, I just, um, real mad, but I'm don't have the energy <laughs> to express it. <laughs> um, other than that, things have been going pretty well. 
Um, don't have a whole lot to complain about these days. I'm, I'm, um, since I've been taken out of the working directly with the public as much as I was, it's surprising how, how, how much more relaxed I am these days. So. I, I need that in my life, man. Just, 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 <laughs> just less folks to interact with every day. Can you, can that you, is, that has done wonders for my mental status. It really has. See, if I have, if I have 40 Jamies at work, I wouldn't have the problem at all. We, we just give it all to get along and everything for, 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 to an extent, I'm sure. Cause I'm sure if we hung out, I'm sure if we hung out with each other as long as we did, you know, Jamie would just be, this guy's a real asshole. And she'd probably be right, you know, but I, I like her right now. You know? I'm back. I'm back. Skype oh, okay. hates me. Skype hates me too. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, bump me off. But Jamie, anything else, girl? No, um, nope. That's pretty much it. God, that, I, I was hoping for like a long diatribe somewhere in there, but you know, it's just that 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 that, 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 that salmon swagger, you know, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> but I'm gonna shoot right to X. Papa X, what's bothering you, brother? You know me, Gary. I don't have any beef. What beef? Why would I have beef? After all. I am an 80s kid, so now that we're back under Cold War rules, thanks to President Trump going cock-to-cock with Kim Jong-un, I'm in a familiar territory. I grew up under the shadow of nuclear annihilation. Woke up every day for every moment ready to be my last, so I'm comfortable here. I know what a duck and cover. I'm in my zone, dudes. Ready to start listening to Frankie Goes to Hollywood and Nana again. There's just something exhilarating about realizing that any moment could be your last. I got books to write. I got music to listen to. I've got sexual positions to wrangle my body into. Are you kidding? This is the best thing a nostalgist could ask for. I'm so glad that the absolute worst fucking part of the 80s is back. I'm glad the ghost of Ronald Reagan is hovering over the hidden missile silos in the Midwest, ready to give that paranormal launch code. I can't wait to watch the day after in threads on a constant loop. I'm excited to watch CNN's final broadcast. I'm glad for the opportunity to never watch my grandchildren grow up. It's just like my childhood. I'm over-fucking-joyed about this whole goddamn situation. Thank you, President Trump. Thank you, Kim Jong-un. I can't wait to see both of you motherfuckers Lay it down, clowns, because I need to know who's got the larger Megaton penis. What beef? Are you kidding? This is just like my childhood all over again. Whatever happened to conventionality? The Milkman, the Paperboy, the ICBMs. Nothing to complain about at all. Everything's fine. Just say no. There's no such thing as AIDS. Reagan said so. MTV still plays music videos. The future is the past is the future. And I, for one, welcome our tiny-handed overlord who has his own access code to Whopper. It's Joshua. Thank you, Professor Falcon. I'm going to teach my wife. Wife and kids had a duck and cover before it's too late. Fuck! 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 Okay, so who has the second key to, to, to get this, this motor running right here? You know. <laughs> no, nobody. Well, imagine if he did have a beef. Damn. That's true. <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you. I, I do. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking the same thing um, when things were going down. I was like, oh, this is, this is good. I remember when... <laughs> I remember crying myself to sleep at night. Yep. It was terrible. Yep, yep. 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 The, the good old days when there were good Bond villains. 
It's true. <laughs> it is true. It is true. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go back and watch The Living Daylights just because it's the <laughs> right thing to do. I had a question, though. When did Dennis Leary join the podcast? I, I don't know. I just, it's, uh, huh? No? Nothing? Okay, I'm done. But, uh, my, my, my beef, my, my old guapo this week is, uh, is illness. And not so much shrimp, but the, the, ger- the germ farms that I have at my job and bring illness to work. And I get better and then I, I, I feel lousy. Like, kind of like I do right now. But here I am talking to all you lovely people. Sick as a dog with a summer cold. Oh, my God. It sucks. Illness sucks. So please, uh, duck and cover and cover your mouth when you sneeze, please. For your neighbor, your 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 roommate, your your coworker. If you guys don't, you're just fucking terrible, fucking parasitic, parasitic people. Next. Nah, it's cool. I feel okay. It was a, it was a good past weekend. We'll get into that later on. Do you need a little less infestation? Oh, a little less, a little less infestation for sure. Oh my god. But uh, yeah, it's the it's. People think that Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. This is the most wonderful time of the year for me because my matinees are safe again, people. Because it's back to school time. All the little sh- shitting kids are going to go back to their, their holes and allow <laughs> me to go to the movie theaters at 1 o'clock in the afternoon again and not hear a bunch of shitheads in the theater. And, and, and I, I appreciate that wholeheartedly. Thanks, public school system. But to celebrate and, and your... your you, you parents out there, your, your sanity and mine. We're going to do two uh, school-centric films with uh, Election and Teaching Mrs. Tingle. And I think since it, uh, it, 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 it was rattling X so much earlier, and I, I, I want to get, like, X where he's <laughs> not quite sober, but still kind of drunk from the alcohol he was drinking. We're going to do Election first, and uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to do that right after this. If you're one of the millions of Americans who still believes that honesty, integrity, and fidelity are the cornerstones of our democracy, we suggest you wait for another preview before getting your popcorn. In the nation's capital, a new leader has found a place in the halls of power. But her story began in the halls of high school. We'll move on now to the presidential race with three candidates running. The first is Tracy Flick. One thing that's important to know about me is that I'm an only child. My mom is really devoted to me. She likes to write letters to successful women like Elizabeth Dole and Connie Chung and ask them what advice do they have for me, Tracy, her daughter. The next candidate for student body president is Paul Metzler. I just don't think somebody would do something like that on purpose. I think you did it. And if you want to keep questioning me like this, I won't continue without my attorney present. And do not often speak with you and ask for things. But now I really must insist that you help me win the election tomorrow. Because I deserve it and Paul Metzler doesn't, as you well know. The final candidate, sophomore Tammy Metzler. I'm attracted to the person. It's just that all the people I've ever been attracted to happen to be girls. You should stop her. She's not qualified. We can't both run, can we? I mean, we're brother and sister. Can we? Tracy and I are totally in love. In love? Yeah. So is this a moral situation or an ethical situation? When I win the presidency, that means you and I are going to be spending a lot of time together. <laughs> Cast your vote for Tracy Flick next week. You won't just be voting for me. You suck! You'll be voting for yourself. Who knew how high she would climb in life? I had to stop her. Excuse me! Will you please be quiet? Now. 
Paramount Pictures presents an MTV Films production. Order! Order! Starring Matthew Broderick, oh. Reese Witherspoon. Hey, what happened to your eye? What happened to your eye? Are you okay, Mr. McAllister? I'm fine. On the road to greatness. Never underestimate an overachiever. Looks like you could use a cupcake. Election. Cast your vote. But don't vote at all! from 1999 the year I graduated high school not special uh, high school teachers personal life becomes complicated as he works with students during the school elections particularly with an obsessive overachiever determined to become student body president this stars Matthew Broderick Reese Witherspoon God she had him done my, my always hated Chris Klein I, I never I never liked that guy I think he ever took a chance for me and uh, some other folks in this movie too. What is Colleen Camp doing in this movie? Wow. Not fucking much. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I'm, I'm going to dive into this. And, uh, I'm going to start with X. X, what, no, no, I take that back. I want to save X's good stuff for later. Jamie, it's, 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 it's been a while, Jamie. What do you think of Election? Well, uh, this was actually the first time I've ever seen this movie. And I know I'm not alone there, yay, um, <laughs> because I saw a post earlier um, that made me feel better. Because uh, I was like, I feel so left out. As a matter of fact, I never even knew what it was about. And when you said that we were doing these two movies, I was like, what does that have to do with... Because I actually thought it was like a political comedy all this time. And I was like, what does that have to do with school? But okay, like I did not have a clue, seriously. So when I started watching it, I was like, oh, okay, it's one of those this time period quirky comedy things that was that were oh so popular uh, around that time. And I was like, I can I can get into this. You know, and it's Matthew Broderick who I I adore him and his um awkward self. Like he's he's always so awkward. However, in this film, like I'm on board with him in the beginning and I'm like, oh man, like, oh this, oh this girl's trouble, and oh this is this could be bad, and and you know you go, Matthew Broderick, until the moment you cheat on your wife, <laughs> and then it's like, well fuck, how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to sympathize with this character uh, from this point on, and I can't, and then to me the whole thing is just ruined because I have no, I have no horse to back, like there's just there, I I can't um, can't wrap my mind around what because the they don't really explore the um, the relationship between his wife and him enough to make me think that she's doing anything wrong. I don't think she is. You know, they talk about how like they're they are trying to conceive, and there's pretty much no passion there. Like really, and and you see that, but. I still don't think it's okay. I don't, still don't think it means that you can then run after your wife's best friend in the mom jeans. It just, it, 
uh, it doesn't work for me. And I then can't really, I just can't. And so it has its moments that I think are, are, are funny and all of that. (laughs) But, um, it's just now it's one of those things that I can now chalk it off and go, okay, well that's a movie that I've seen and I will, that'll be the end of it. I'm sure just because that's pretty much all that I got out of it, which, which was, you know, well, you know, now I've seen it. I mean, Reese Witherspoon was, was fun as her character. I, I just, um, I don't know. I didn't really take anything away from it that I, uh, need to hang on to if that makes any sense at all. So yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for me. Okay. Uh, Vanessa. Uh, yeah. (laughs) So, um, this is not not a first time watch for me. I actually kind of love this movie. Um, I've seen it's, yeah, you're right, Jamie. It is that time period where there were a lot of kind of weird, whatever quirky comedies. Um, I just covered Dropped Gorgeous on the clinic. And that's from 99. You know, it's that same kind of, there were a handful of dark comedies that came out around the same time. And I didn't discover it right away. And for me, it's not, I, I don't know. I see this in a way more as an election movie as far as like why I feel I rewatch it. Um, I actually work at, the election, like as a poll site coordinator. Um, and it, you know, it's, it's kind of ridiculous to some extent, the people who were going after all of these kinds of things in high school, you know, as far as being candidates and however, you know, whether, which one of these characters from the high school they were, they now in the, as adults in this big political world, they're still, kind of they're just as ridiculous to some degree the candidates as far as what they they do it's a different level but then you've got the people involved in the process and it's I, i just kind of laugh at some of that um and none of the characters are super are are particularly likable they have maybe likable moments but it's just for me it's it's kind of like let it all burn. I mean, I like just this collision of all these different things going on. Um, it's just a recipe for disaster. And I don't know. I kind of, I kind of enjoyed watching that unfold. All right. The one we all been waiting for X. What'd you think, sir? The accuracy with which this movie portrays high school politics is maddening. I remember people like this, females like this, willing to do anything to make it within the school hierarchy, run for school office, sell concessions at football games, gargle at teachers' comm. It happened all the time when I was in school. And it's interesting that the secondary thrust of this movie has to do with morals versus ethics, because I didn't know a lot of people with morals in school. And while ethics may have been situational, there were still plenty of wrong decisions to be made. So again, this is a movie filled with wrong decisions, terrible, bad, awful decisions. And yet no one in this movie is innocent. No one has a moral ground to stand on. So that being said... What kind of movie slaps me down to my seat and makes me root for Chris fucking Klein? <laughs> I feel like I've been, si- 
I feel like the I'm only good character here. in the entire. I mean, the only decent character in the entire film. And it's Chris Klein. What the it's fuck? Because <laughs> he's so stupid. It's only because he's so stupid that he just doesn't have a clue of what's really going on. But he's stup- sweet. He has a good heart. Like he really has a pure heart. You know, he yeah. cares about his sister. He he wants the right thing to happen regardless of what that is. You know, he's he's kind of endearing. And yeah, it's Chris Klein, which is just weird. <laughs> but um, yeah. so is it true that naivete like Chris Klein, Chris Klein, Chris Klein shows in this movie? Is that what you need to be like an innocent soul or a pure, a pure heart? You just have to be stupid. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answer to these huge overarching questions. What I do know is that I really don't hate this movie. I do hate Reese Witherspoon. Oh, boy. And I have for a long time. Sweet home Alabama. Anybody kiss my ass. But one thing that election does help to hammer home is that when successful people become successful, most of the time, they are shitty garbage people who have done the worst possible things to survive and they get where they are by doing awful things and they betray themselves in the process and it's a very harsh lesson but there's a lot of truth to election and there are a lot of things to make a normal person and normal of course is a subjective term but a normal person just cringe it's not an easy watch and it's infuriating (laughs) but the dark humor in this movie is exquisitely played out and everyone ends up being the highest sort of super Saiyan version of themselves in this film. And that's their downfall. And that's what makes it incredibly intriguing to watch. Oh, man. I think it's, it's interesting that Vanessa brought up drop dead gorgeous, which while I was watching this film, that is the, <laughs> that is the only other film that was running through my mind. Um, the whole time I was just like, Oh, this is like one of, and I actually said to myself, Oh, this is like one of those drop dead gorgeous movies, you know, which I actually prefer drop dead gorgeous to this. Um, and I may watch that and I would, you know, watch that again, probably. But, um, this one, maybe I just have a, maybe I just don't have a thing for these types of films or something because there are, a couple of a couple of them I really enjoyed and I and and I absolutely love. For the most part, though, I'm they're like one watches, and I'm like, okay, well, I've done that, and uh, so I guess maybe it's just not my wheelhouse or something. I don't know. If they put Matthew Broderick in a straitjacket or in jail to keep him from fucking car doors, like in Drop Dead Gorgeous, I probably would have enjoyed this even more. <laughs> Well, I just kind of, I kind of enjoy these people that they look and seem, they have some sort of layer of, oh, I'm so perfect and fitting into whatever, or they're at least trying to do that. And they're just so not that. They are just complete disasters. You know, I think that in in one way that mirrors all of us, you know, I mean, it's because none of us are perfect and we all do regrettable things at times in our life yet, you know, we sit around and we look at our neighbors and we look at, you know, people on the news and we look at whatever and think, um, wow, how could they do this or that? And, um, at that, whatever, whatever they've done at the time. But then if I were to really think back to everything I've done in my life, then, um, 
there. I'm sure I could find something. But so I guess that's the, you know, we all have our, our pure parts and we all have our just asshole parts. And um, some of them are louder than others. But I don't know. And so I guess that that's the, the films like this highlight that. But when I'm watching a film or a TV show or anything like that, I really like to have a character that I can hang my hat on. And I, I really want to find someone that I can dig into, that I can support. And uh, the, the problem here is that, that yeah, I, the only one I have here is Chris Klein. And, <laughs> and you know, bless his heart. And bless his heart, like, he, he gets the win and then it gets snatched away from him. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, the only character that I really enjoy or, like, is a, I think is a good guy gets shit on in the end. So it's, like, it's... Uh, it was very sad. So this uh-oh. this this movie has a black heart and a mean spirit. So yeah. if you're already you know leaning towards nihilism, this is the movie for you. Oh man, yeah, Chris Klein losing because he he didn't vote for himself. That would have been a, <laughs> a straight up tie. That you know, because he's that milk toast that that nice to say. I don't think I should vote for myself. So he votes for for sure Tracy Flick. You know who's uh. I, I, a I, demon. A demon. She's a demon. You, you gotta get into that character <laughs> to, to, to truly enjoy this discussion. You gotta discuss Tracy Flick as a person. You know, she, she's your classic, self-assured. You know, always says that she's the best for for from jump. This is how the Smith kids happen. You, you know, Jaden and Willa. Somebody told those uh. kids that they were just so talented and so good, and you know, you get you get the the end result. So one day we're going to see Reese Witherspoon whip her hair back and forth? Possibly. More, more, mm. more, if, if she has enough hair, right, which, you know, in this <laughs> film, I'm, I'm surprisingly cheered on by, by, by Tracy Flick, you know, because my, my, my love for assertive women. But she, in a nutshell, is, like I said, she's a demon because she has this, this nice streak, this nice facade that she puts up in front of the, nor- the normal folks and... The, the the principal and whoever and then she has like that mean streak where she's just like you know she's there's that one scene where she's talking to, to Mr. McAllister Matthew Broderick's character and she's like oh so sorry you can't conceive with your wife and I fucked your friend this that and the other that not those words exactly but basically she 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 like churned it on for him and then churned it off for everybody else in uh you gotta love, you know, that 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 churn of that character. You just to say, yeah, she she she's kind of evil, but she's kind of gonna rule the world, and he's he's trying to do stuff to prevent that. Much like in the next film, where you know people are trying to get out of high school and do better, but you got this opposing force. Well, in this case, those roles are reversed because Tracy's gonna win any any way you swing it, you know, because she's that 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 brown nose that she either love or hate, you know. We've all seen them in high school, the, the, the classic, you know, yeah. brown nose who gets whatever they want because they kiss the right ass or whatever, and she's kissing all over this film, you know. We see it as adults, though, too. Yes. <laughs> that makes me sad. I see it at work, too. But, um... I mean, we, most people, in my experience at least, pretty much end up being whomever they were in high school. Just, um... Uh, Older and paunchier. <laughs> I mean, that's how it. That's how it comes. Wait a minute. Tell about punch girl. No, What's kidding. up with that, man? You know? I'm kidding. 
Not everyone is paunchier. <laughs> oh, shit, I am. Goddamn. <laughs> I just keep picturing Reese Witherspoon and... Um, things like when you called her a demon, I picture that face she was, that she makes in fear where she like is in the car and she does that <laughs> thing with that, you know, um, and then I keep picturing her way go, you know, sex, oh, sex, I want to fuck. <laughs> I prefer the look Which, she was Which, by the getting, way, I love that. I prefer the look she was giving in fear when she was getting finger banged by Mark Wahlberg on the roller coaster and myself, you know. But... <laughs> of course you do. Call me crazy, but you know, those are some good vinegar strokes right there, you know. You know, I love that movie so much, way more than I really, uh, anyone ever should. It's just, um, because it's it's not like it's anything special, but for some reason, I mean, I just do, I mean, that's my favorite, that's my favorite Mark Mark Wahlberg role. It's pretty much his only role. The whole time. But but you don't like Skim Screen about his cocaine dick, he can't get it up in in Boogie Nights? It's it's magical, come on. Oh, no, that that's a that's a good point. I do love uh, honestly though, as much as I love Boogie Nights, he's not the thing I love most about it. I um I pretty much love that movie straight across the board, and so I wouldn't give him sole credit for that. So come on, I'm fucking ready right now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Me, what state am I? <laughs> state of California. I know where I am, Jack. I love it. I, I can take a turn on right now. Bye, bye, people. <laughs> this is the end of the show. I'm gonna watch Boogie Nights now, but not really though. <laughs> No, there's a lot of strange stuff because the, the the psyche of Mr. McAllister is real weird too. I mean, I, I can tell, you know, that this is why he's straight from his wife because his friend's wife is is alone because he was fucking Tracy Flick and th- they broke up and he's like this bored. It's again like a role reversal. He's like he's like the bored housewife, but he's the bored house husband. To where his his life is so mundane. All I can think about is going it down, and he, he has a pretty epic, you know, like dad. Uh, man cave downstairs with his crate full of porn, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> hidden I, underneath blankets. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I can feel like he's fifteen years old again. See, but um, it it, it just seems like he's really bored at the time. And, I, and I, I'm not condoning cheating, but at, at the same time, you know, it's, it's like it's like a reversal in, in a way to where everything's so routine by now. He's just bored out of his mind, so he'll go to to the extent of. When he's pumping his wife full of whatever because she's trying to get trying to get pregnant, you know the whole fill me up, fill me up shit, which is you can take it or leave it, you know. He fantasizes about you know his friend's wife, and then right after about Tracy Flick for some reason, I, I don't know, was he so mad at her that he wanted to fuck her? I I, I couldn't tell if that was like like a hate fuck thing. Really, really. Well, strange I was trying scene. to read his. I was trying to read his face and. To be honest, it, it, I couldn't tell. Like, his expression could go either way. No, the, the, the point I was trying to make is that what it seems to me is that she creeps her, Tracy creeps her way into his psyche while he's already fantasizing about the whatever neighbor. And then it's he realizes, what the fuck, why am I thinking of her? And then it turns into a hate fuck because he realizes, yeah, it's her and I fucking hate her guts. And yeah, that's the progression of a psyche to me in that whole thing. Yeah, I've thought about I have a psychology degree. <laughs> I, I thought about hate fucking Reese Witherspoon twice myself. Usually when she's trying trying to be June Carter Cash and doing it badly. But you know, we're more, <laughs> we're more age appropriate me and that lady. So not like these two. I thought yeah. about filing down that ridge on her forehead. Yeah. <laughs> 
And one was, and I mentioned this next, and in his comment when he he posted the picture of the freeze frame, when <laughs> he was talking about um, initially uh, you know, his his feelings about about Tracy Flick, and she looked like like an adorable stroke victim because her 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 lip was all all up and stuff, and you know, it's like the, the directors took like the most inappropriate time to make a pause. I, I think for for any reason, almost to show like the ugliness of her. What, what, and it's something that looks so perfect and, you know, whatever. Oh, my God. And like you guys mentioned, Chris, it's, it's hard It's hard for me to say that, but the the only one you can really root for, the only one with the with the, the good heart in this film, is Chris Klein. And that's that's hard for me to say because he, he plays the same role in the same way in every movie he's in. And I, I, just, can't, I just can't get behind it, but in this film you kind of have to because he's the only... Even the principal's terrible, you know. Every, even everybody's terrible except for you know this guy, this milk toast guy who used to be the quarterback, and now he broke his leg skiing, so now he's not anything. So now he wants to be something, and of course, um, pushed by Mister M to, to to say, "Hey, you keep president too," and you know, whatever. And yeah, it's real hard to say. Yeah, you got to root for Chris Klein in this movie, and. Whatever, man. Well, and Matthew Broderick's wife, but we don't know anything about her, really. Not, not really. Not, not really at all. Very minimal. Except that she wants to get pregnant, and then it's they're unsuccessful, and ugh, whatever. Ah, uh, election. I, I love that that he gets foiled because he he threw garbage on the floor and it pissed off a janitor. That that's there, there, there's there, there's little <laughs> I stuff. I did love that. There's I little did, stuff I... in there like that, you know. Yeah. He dropped that container floor all of a sudden at the end where you find that the, the two votes that he dumped in the trash can, it's like, yep, this is the janitor's revenge. Remember that thing that happened at the very beginning of the movie? It's coming into play. And I love I love little stuff like that. And I did love that. What I did not, and this is a, a, a very nitpicky thing, just a personal thing, I don't like the fact that they flashed back to that scene. <laughs> I wish they had just given us the look on his face, on the janitor's face, and been done with it. Because I, I don't think we're so moronic that we can't remember something that happened an hour and 15 minutes ago. And so I was, it just, I don't know, I hate it when when movies pointlessly flash back to things that you just fucking saw. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. And I, I love that moment, but then I got ticked off uh, when... They showed us why I should love that moment. And um, that's just a personal beef that I have with movies. But, um, yeah. And, and that's okay. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty much done with, with election for right now. I'm going to put it to Vanessa and see if there's anything else you'd like to say about it. Um, no, except that I will be watching it probably again at the beginning of maybe that first week of September right before I work um, our next election. <laughs> just... I don't know. It's just something about it and the, the actual election process. I don't know. It's just become a tradition at this point. Fair enough. Jamie? Mm, no. Um, that when you watch it again, you're also... you'll. Hey, when, when you continue your tradition, you can be watching it for me because I don't need it anymore. <laughs> sure. No problem. <laughs> oh, my God. X... I have nothing else to say about this movie. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll shoot right Except in the rain. The pussy gets so wet. Oh, you wouldn't believe it. I don't it. need to hear that. <laughs> no. 
I don't want to think about that ever. <laughs> All right, Vanessa, uh, what's your rating? Uh, one to ten is the rating system. Um, maybe a seven point five. Fair enough, uh, Jamie. Uh, I'll say seven. I don't. Th- I don't think there's anything really wrong with it. It's. I mean, I think that it's pretty d- decently done. It's. Um, it's just. These aren't my favorite kinds of movies. So, um, but you know, I'd I'd say it's not bad. Um, so seven. Fair enough. X. I'm gonna give it eight points because any movie that can make me love Chris Klein is an amazing movie. <laughs> well, to be fair, you love him half the time in, in Just Friends, and then his other half where he finds that he's a whole douchebag and. And I sang that whole fucking song the entire time I was watching this movie. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, how's that song go again? No, 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 don't do it here. That's bad. You know. But. See, I was ready to roll. <laughs> I was ready to do it. Oh, me myself. I I give it eight as well. It's it's still freaking enjoyable on on every every viewing. These are reprehensible people in in every sense of the word, and they're just they're just terrible terrible people that you love to watch fail and uh, watch throw milkshakes at limousines at the end. That, that was pretty funny. It was childish, but it was funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually curious to read the novel that it was based on. Nice. Maybe you could bring it up in a VD clinic episode. I was just thinking that. <laughs> see what I did there? A little, little crosshair, see? But uh, up next, and this must be the one that Jamie was talking about, that, that she enjoys a bunch and she wanted to review a bunch. Uh, the Kevin Williamson written and directed Teaching Mrs. Tingle uh, from, from 1999 as well. It's coming up right now. Right, right, right now. Coming up next. See the other people? That's called the flub. See you guys soon. <laughs> In a world gone mad. As you know, the doomsday clock is a symbolic clock face analogizing humankind's proximity to extinction. One man must fight to survive on the global junkie of the future. You maniacs! You blew it up! Ah, damn you! God damn you all to hell! Which versus the Doomsday Clock is that man's story? His search for entertainment is transmitted across time and space for your listening pleasure on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and your Android device. This podcast is not fit for human consumption. Side effects include laughter, concern, nausea, vomiting, and blame from all purposes. The producers accept our responsibility for any side effects, illness, or internet rank, mind cause. My bank guarantee is worth nothing. Zero, 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 my name is X, and you might know us from the wildly successful Kiss the Goat podcast. But when we're not drinking fine white wine and helling Satan, we're watching animal attack movies. Holes in the ozone layer. Giant rodents. Packs of wild creatures roaming the streets in search of the most dangerous prey. Humanity. Join us and a special guest animal expert. I'm going to have your health inspector, Badge Grabowski. Hi, I'm Allison. <laughs> I've tried a lot of stuff. You never smashed an ant and smelled it? Every other Thursday on the food chain, where nature runs amok and mankind is always 
of the menu. That's the food chain exclusively on the Legion Podcast Network. Animal attack, bitches! Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All her life, Leanne Watson has done the right things. Her only ticket out of town is the one scholarship that goes to her school's top student. All she needs is an A in history. There's just one problem. The history teacher. Mrs. Tingle, she hates me. She hates everyone, she even hates me. Whenever I walk in the room, she's lying in wait, just ready to rip skin and draw blood. What is this? Oh, just Tingle's final exam. Tempting, isn't it? Slither away. Let's go. The smartest girl in school caught cheating. It'll be scandalous. We're going to be expelled. No graduation, no nothing. We'll just explain that you weren't involved. Innocent. Even the innocent sometimes burn at the stake. Now get out of my house. Not so fast. What do you think you're doing? You can't keep treating people the way you do. No. Don't be stupid. Put it down. You lose, Mr. Churner. Uh-oh. From Kevin Williamson. Mrs. Tingle. Oh, my God. We should give her mouth to mouth. I'm not going to do it. Okay, a wicked film. Watch your head. Sorry. What do we do now? When she wakes up, we'll reason with her. Now, three friends. This is so Jerry Springer. In completely over their heads. You're a mooch. Have to find their way out of an impossible situation. What's the matter, Mrs. Tingle? Are you getting a little scared yourself? Oh, no, dear. Things are just starting to get fun. For 20 years, she's terrorized her students. What I have planned for you is a fate worse than death. This year, they're going to give her a lesson. Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Teaching Mrs. Tingle from 99 as well. Uh, plot synopsis is this. The story of a girl who is willing to do anything to become valedictorian, even if it means murdering the teacher that stands in her way. There's more to it than that. But it stars uh, my beloved, uh, not Katie Holmes, Helen Mirren of all people. See, people? It's not the first time I mentioned her on this program. But Katie Holmes is in it as well. Uh, Teed Heartthrob at the time, Barry Watson, from, from your Seventh Heaven and such, is in this film. i never seen this girl in much, but I'm, I could be totally wrong. Her, her friend, who the, the name is cut off, you sons of bitches, IMDb. Marissa Coughlin. Yeah. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Tambor, who we mentioned off, off, uh, off, off, off recording, or whatever to call that. Michael McKeon, uh, Molly Ringwald has, uh, I think a pretty great part in this movie. And of course, Vivica Fox shows up doing stuff. But, um, two, who did I start with? X, what did you think about the movie, man? Oh, dude, you don't want to start with me. <laughs> okay, I'll start with you Jamie just then. don't. <laughs> Jamie, what did you think about the movie? Okay, well, here's the thing. Uh, when I said I wanted to talk about this for a very long time, it's not necessarily because I enjoyed it uh, all that much. Now, at yes. It's mainly because this movie commits one of the biggest sins that 
I will that I mean this is you oh anytime a movie does this it makes me so angry I can't even see straight because it's not that fucking hard all you have to do is just like two seconds of research just two you have to google one question and that is did anyone get burned at the stake in Salem (laughs) and I'm like and it's there are so many movies do that. And, you know, like she tells this whole, to quote her, completely factual diary of a, an accused witch who was burned at the stake. No, she fucking wasn't! You know? And it just, I, that makes me so goddamn angry. And Kevin Williamson, which, by the way, uh, wrote and directed this film. Um, and he did, you know, I mean, he wrote like Kevin Williamson, and he directed like, I mean, it was... <laughs> It was it was directed, you know. It wasn't anything special. But what is so funny? <laughs> Just say it. He directed like Kevin Williamson. Well, <laughs> uh, I don't think there was anything particularly bad about it, but his direction. But it just there's nothing special about it either. But another thing that ticks me: what is wrong with him and movie quotes like? Um, when she's doing that mangled, those mangled scenes from The Exorcist, um, that just drives yeah. me up a fucking wall. And what is with The Exorcist? Why specifically The Exorcist? Three separate times within this film, The Exorcist is referenced. No other films are referenced. I, I don't get it. Like, if he wanted to just bring in, like, pepper it with a lot of different horror film references, like he did with The Scream uh, screenplay, then, uh, you know, okay, I mean, props for that, I get it. But three separate times you're going to reference this one film, one of those times where you completely mangle the entire thing, and I swear to God, I think she was reciting her script um, because she would, like, she would do a little bit of the line and then she'd go, repeat it! And then, like, she'd do a little bit of the line and she'd go, repeat. I'm like, I think those are your stage directions. I know. <laughs> Yep, and I was like, "What's happening?" Um, But I don't get why the Exorcist specifically. Yes, there was a woman tied to a bed. Okay, Um, that that also happened in Gerald's game. So yeah, it's. (laughs) I I don't really know why that specifically. Now here, I uh, man, so many things. I. As far as the IMDb synopsis, that is way off. I mean, as far as the what it conjures in your mind about the Katie Holmes character, I mean, it makes her sound like she's setting out to be evil, which is not at all what happens in this. Um, so that's kind of irritating. There are things about this that I do find endearing, um, but because I've seen this movie a lot, uh, the first I'll never forget the first time I watched it, and it's only because we had this new business open up in Athens at the time. And it was this really cool idea where there was a video store attached to a pizza shop and they would, you would call it in and you would order your pizza and you would order your movie and they would deliver both. I mean, it was like one store. They delivered, they made pizzas and, and rented movies. And so they would deliver your movie and your pizza and Oh my Lord, that was not, there was nothing better. Um, The sad part is they came in at the tail end of video rental stores and didn't last very long, which was very upsetting because the pizza was actually good too. But anyway, this was the first movie that I ordered from them. And uh, I was like, you know, okay, like there are some things I, 
I enjoyed about it. Now, I have seen it several times, and I, but I haven't seen it in a long time. So when we were like, well, this was the movie that we were going to talk about for this episode, I was really excited. I'm like, oh, yay, I haven't seen this movie in a very long time. Apparently so long that I forgot that nothing happens really as far as like there's not one person dies in this movie. Now, I know it's PG-13, but not one person dies in this movie. And I was thinking, I was thinking somebody did like it. He led a little bit interesting, but no, nothing, nothing like that happens. Um, it's just um, uh, it's kind of I guess it's very teeny. And I didn't remember it being quite that teeny. I was. I, I guess I was thinking of better Kevin Williamson scripts like um, like Scream or The Faculty or or something where he actually taps in a little bit better. I don't really feel like he nailed it as much in this one as he has in other ones. Um, I did really like the Molly Ringwald character just out of nowhere. I, I think that's funny. Um, I love Helen Mirren in anything, so... Um, that I can't watch this movie though without thinking. I just the whole time I was like, I keep expecting her to turn to Barry Watson and go, "Have you ever seen Excalibur?" Um, <laughs> like when she's tied to the bed. Um, yeah, and then it's like Dawson's Creek versus Seventh Heaven, which is funny because Brian was watching this with me, and those are two shows he never saw one episode of. Those were two shows that I saw every episode of. Um. Not necessarily when they were happening. Uh, like with Dawson's Creek, I did. Like I was, I'll admit it, I was way into that show. Um, with Seventh Heaven, I didn't watch it initially. And then I started catching random episodes during the day when it was in syndication. And then I just, and then they were actually showing them in order. So I just started from the beginning and went. Um, got some kind of strangely addicted to that weird ass TV show. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Mainly, it just what sticks out in this is it really irritates me. Um, the whole the, the whole Salem thing. Oh God, it just, it it ticks me off as much as that damn movie where they have Elizabeth Bathory in New Orleans, and I can't remember <laughs> the name of it. The the other Fright Night two. No, this is like a video. Ga- it's a movie about a video game, and in this video game, they tell the backstory of oh, Elizabeth Bathory. What is that? You know what I'm talking about? It's so shitty. Oh, it's really like, bad. Oh, oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. God, Google, Google, Google. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, just for for when when things flub something that are so simple, that are so easy. Um, it especially, I mean, and Kevin Williamson seems to do this a lot. He fucked up a line in Scream Two, um, when he was doing the Aliens reference. Um, he was all over The Exorcist in this one, which, it being one of my personal favorites, just gets under my skin. Um, watching and watching her performance at that, I remembered it being way different. Like I, when I remembered watching it and going, Oh, that's really, that's fun. This time I was just very, I found it very cringy and I was embarrassed. So I was like, (laughs) which is weird because I was watching it by myself. I don't know why I was embarrassed about it, but I was like, I was actually like, you know, that feeling you get when you're watching a movie with your parents and like some awkward sex scene comes on. (laughs) That's how th- that is how I felt while I was watching that scene, and I just couldn't wait for it to be over. <laughs> ah. 
the movie you're thinking of is called Stay Alive, and yes. it's god's awful. It is. Oh, I just got so run bad. over by a carriage. No, you didn't. <laughs> Fuck you. It is so bad. Oh Jesus. And uh, yeah. Oh, and it ticks me off with, with the battery thing. But anyway, um, thank you, X, for looking that up because that was going to bother me. Yeah, me too. Uh, anyway, I guess that's about it. Like, I, 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 I still enjoyed my time with it, but not nearly as much as I as I did initially. I guess maybe it just didn't hold up all that well for me. Um, maybe I'm older and crankier. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what my problem is, but um, yeah, that's it. Fair enough, Vanessa. Um, this was the second time I saw the movie, and I remember. It, I I wasn't real thrilled with it to like begin with. It's not that I hated it, but I just kind of I was kind of like, eh, okay, that was a movie I saw, whatever. Um, and I, I I did like it a little bit better this time, but it's still I think Kevin Williamson is a stronger writer than he is a director. Um, I I don't I don't know. Maybe that's it, and maybe and the script is again it, it's not as good as some of his others. Um, I don't know. There was just something that didn't stick a landing for me. And I, I know, I remember like I put off watching this to begin with because I was turned off by the, I guess the Dawson's Creek factor, just me being my sullen self. Um, I just, I don't know, Katie Holmes, that whole, there's so many actors that came from that camp that just never really, I don't know. I've never been able to handle them on screen for long periods of time. And I wish this had a, a different actress. I wish the actor who plays the, her kind of sort of boyfriend was a different actor. Um, maybe that would have made a difference. Um, I don't know. Vivica, Vivica A. Fox, I think, was wasted. She was in for, like, what, not even five minutes of the movie. And even I, Helen Mirren, I feel, was wasted to some degree. She's, I mean, although I can understand her wanting to do something totally different. I mean, she herself admitted that she did this just because they were going to pay her a shitload of money. <laughs> and I respect her for saying that. That's totally cool. But sometimes she had to do that. But I don't know. I I, I prefer to. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is one I'll, I'll watch again. Um, it has some it has some enjoyable moments. Don't get me wrong. But I for whatever reason, it just doesn't click with me. And I guess maybe it is that high school a certain high school factor i don't know that came out of the, the whole image again i can't get past the dawson's creek type thing <laughs> well and they were everywhere they were in every horror movie at that time that was um exactly. thanks to thanks to scream and well thanks to kevin williamson um they were everywhere and it's just um it was basically we're going to make this horror horror movie what tv show can we pilfer actors from to stick a minute and um yeah it was it was and weird not all of those people that came out of those sh- that show and those kind of shows was awful okay i mean michelle williams can actually act but i just you know <laughs> yeah i i have never seen an episode of dawson's creek nor will i ever um <laughs> it's me just being my grumpy little sullen self that i have a block i guess I have a little bit of a block with this movie because of those actors, I guess. I do have one question 
um, sorry, I, I just, I, I forgot to ask this earlier. How in the fuck did she get valedictorian? Um, was it the extra credit from setting up the, the graduation seating chart? Because... Uh, once everything came to light at the end, it would be known that even though, even if she did get an A on her shitty inaccurate project, um, Tucker also got an A on her project. So that still puts them back where they started from, which means Tucker would be one point ahead. So how did Katie Holmes end up valedictorian at the end? Big man on campus rule. Yeah, your answer is is Hollywood ending, and, you know, there you go. Okay, all right, well, I'm just making sure I didn't miss something uh, pivotal there. Um, So he did actually just pull that out of his ass. That's what... (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. But I don't think that was the original ending of the movie. I think that it was... I read something where it was was a darker, like... Well, it was originally called Killing Mrs. Tingle. right. Um, and it was darker, darker and I wish he had, I wish he had kept it that way because honest, honestly, one of the things that irritates me about this film is how watered down it is. And he is, he, he does have a meaner spirit. Like, um, even if it's a little more friendly, like as far as like, um, young adult friendly kind of thing, he can, like, I don't think, you know, there's anything particularly lured about scream, you know, it's, it's, um, or the it's faculty. Pretty, the yeah, too. And but I they're definitely those, they're definitely right. darker, darker and inner spirited. And maybe yeah. I would enjoy this more if it were a little bit more fucked up. <laughs> I I I I think so. Like I really really think so. I think that that's what's missing from this is his mean spirit. You know, his his dark attitude. Um, you take that out, and then you have basically just pablum. That's a word nobody uses anymore. <laughs> I don't know what that word means, <laughs> but there you go. It's just- <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> Use it in a sentence, okay? Because yeah, I, I need I need some some teaching. I think yeah. I just did. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> I still we fed, have... pa- we fed pablum to the baby because that's all its delicate digestive system could handle. Beautiful. <laughs> so pablum is steakums. Does he still make those? Can you still get steakums for real? I, I, sure. Huh. That's something I haven't thought about in ages. Yeah, move back down south, honey. My best friend's mom used to have them in the refrigerator all the time. Like, all the time. And, uh, huh. How about that? Okay, sorry. <laughs> X, what'd you think, sir? <sighs> I don't want to wait. For this film to be over. There you go. It's a show now, I sang. Um, God, this movie is almost as much fun as unclogging a toilet that's backed up with your mother-in-law's shit. It's got that horrible 90s opening sequence, which reminds me of everything I hate about that decade. And the soundtrack. Oh, God. Oh, it is invasive and loud in all the wrong places. Why would you have a plaintive ballad when you're dropping off pictures to be developed? She gets out of the truck and she walks and she puts the envelope in the little drawer and it's like, my heart is like a banana peel. 
Slipped on by the three stooges of your soul. When will you be free? And I hate it. I hate it so much. How come strongman Luke, when he's tied to the bed, can't break through the same structural defect that tiny little Helen Mirren did? Why aren't the parts that are supposed to be funny, funny? Why aren't the parts that are supposed to be tense, tense? There's nothing here. And the real star of the movie is Marissa Coughlin's midriff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it's, Lili- it's kind of like Lily Sobieski's nipples in, in Joyride. That's the only star of that movie, you know. <laughs> yeah. I disagree. <laughs> Paul Walker and Steve Zahn's butts do a great job too. If I was looking at that, those, may, that may have been that may have been a team effort. Maybe a team effort. It's not a team like, effort. Like, like every scene, you get Lily Sobieski's nipples. You know, that's just <laughs> one scene. Yeah. Then Nicolas Cage punches her in the face. <laughs> oh my god this um, movie is this or, sorry, dull it's, <laughs> just, it's dull this is inept to the point of being infuriating I mean this is a movie based on making terrible choices right so the decisions that the characters make are dumber than I could have ever imagined why why does Katie Holmes sleep with Luke. Now, of course, my favorite thing Katie Holmes ever did was pretend to be dead in a tree in The Gift. So Mm. I liked that. But why are we making the school secretary the substitute teacher? Why are we, you know, why why don't we ever get a decent motivation for why Mrs. Tingle is such a mean-spirited person? I want to teach, but I want you to fail. Are you serious? That's it? That's your whole fucking thing and why would you place Jeffrey Tambor in a role and not allow him to be brilliant why would you blindfold him and make him sing like a virgin this is not a teen comedy it's not a teen thriller this is a traffic cone this is a vanilla (laughs) vanilla world this is not good I was angry at this movie practically from the moment the Dimension logo left the screen hate hate Hate. I was so angry. It's the first time watch for me, by the way. Hate. No. <laughs> no. Never again. Damn. Does the Salem thing irritate you? <laughs> you know, it crossed my mind. It, it truly did. I was like, wait a minute. That. I mean, if if she really wanted it, she'd have brought in that little like diary of hers and then just kept putting stones on it just heavier and heavier stones until somebody said more weight and then i would have been happy yeah she could have taken his plymouth rock and put it on top of her diary (laughs) Uh, how do you not know yeah and and yeah and that's the thing is uh Thank you for pointing that out about the soundtrack, by the way. I just, oh. I, I, yeah, I just, my flesh was crawling when I heard it at certain points. I really. It's so bad. And I think that's maybe another reason why I didn't watch Dawson's Creek in those kind of shows. They had those soundtracks. Yeah, but this was way, this was, this was, this was like all the songs that they couldn't afford to use in other movies <laughs> and in other TV shows. This was like. The, this was yeah, this the was like City of stuff. Angels Part Five. <laughs> right. So, next on the table, top five, not Baruch Assault, and next, not Goo Goo Dolls. 
Not the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> Not Lowe's Fair. Listen, here comes some guys we found on a corner. <laughs> um, it just it 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 was generic. It was so generic. <laughs> K-Tar Records presents music that sounds like other music but sucks. Huh? No? Nothing? Okay, I'm good. Here's, uh, here's <laughs> every coffee shop in the 90s. That's, Star- uh, that's Starbucks' greatest hit CD, you know? Yes, right? <laughs> Fucking acapella. Although I, uh, I, I did walk in on a, uh, on a Potbelly sandwich shop one time, and for some reason there was a guy playing acoustic guitar. He was playing some Green Day deep cuts, and I respected him for that, so I can't hate on him all the way. <laughs> that did not I, happen in this movie. That did not, did not happen no, in this movie. No, it did not. No, we got no, a this sh- is how bland this movie is. Cover. Disturbing behavior is a better Katie Holmes vehicle, in my um, opinion. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, she doesn't do much in that movie. You know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's a star. Well, she, she, did look, she did look hot standing in the back of that truck in the beginning. <laughs> yes, very, 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 you know. I mean, I, I want to give her my chug real bad, you know. I think, it's safe, I think it's safe to say that Mad Money is a better Katie Holmes film than this. <laughs> is it, it Whoopi in that? Probably. I think so. Well, there you go. Yeah, and Diane Beast. Is Katie uh, in that? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, me, myself, you know, I feel like Katie, uh, Helen Mirren, and uh, it came from this movie, because uh, I'm a big fan of uh, submissive women, and this is where I, I fell in love with her, that I found out that she was naked in things, and I looked at Wait a minute, stuff. last movie, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? Last yeah, movie, last here. movie, last movie, you said you liked aggressive women. So. Well, that, well that, that too, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm very... <laughs> She, 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 yeah, that, that aggressive thing, yeah. I, and I, I'm, I'm tired and I'm, I'm, I'm sweating. Well, the next my movie head. we're covering, next movie we're covering is Switch, because that's what you just described. Nice. <laughs> Switch. Uh, I don't want to get my, my going by Ellen Barkin now. That that's 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 the way, no man. Even now, damn, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, Helen Mirren, she, she, she did a, she did a job on me in this movie. As far as you know, just being mean and being like, like you said, not not really wanting folks to succeed, but almost like you're almost looking for that corny scene at the end where she winks at Katie Holmes, like, "See what I did for you," you know, all the way from the jail cell, you know, or something. And um, I think the problem with this film, there's lots of problems with this film. Uh-huh. Is, <laughs> yeah, uh huh. Is that your three <laughs> your three young stars who should be the focus of the film are really the worst part of the movie. And all the supporting people who don't get as much screen time are, are better in spades than any any of the, the, your, your young cast in this movie. And like I said, I'm not saying you guys are wrong, but I'm with Jamie. It's been a long, long time since I've seen the movie, and I watch it now. It's a whole different experience. I don't know if it's because I watched it when it came out, and there were lots of other films like this in the mix that I happen to be watching, and that give me the illusion that this might be something to watch again, but... This isn't something I go back to a ton, and th- that's kind of disappointing. But um, <laughs> Helen Mirren, man, yeah. yeah, I think the extra stuff, like you guys said, was real dumb. But they really hit it hit home that that girl wanted to be an actress, and that that was the thing in this movie. Uh, it I don't, was. They were so subtle. I didn't get that. Yeah, no, you didn't get that at all, huh? <laughs> uh, Barry Watson has never really been good in anything, but. I really hope we we cover sorority ba- sorority uh, boys one day because 
that's a dumb sex comedy that I enjoyed. He's in, and uh, not necessarily because of him, but you know, he he happens to be <laughs> in Sorority Boys. You know, I just realized how interchangeable he is when I was watching this film yes. the other night. Yes, I don't know, like God, yes. he just is every guy from the late '90s. Just any guy, just pick one random guy off the street. That that's him. Um, there's nothing. I mean, he's one of those, like, the only reason I know who he is or anything about him is because of Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven, yes. But if it ha- if I hadn't been familiar with that show, he would not have stuck out in my head at all. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is that every guy from the late 90s looked vaguely like Skeet Ulrich, with the exception... <laughs> With the exception of the lead singer from the Spin Doctors. Well, yeah. yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Which is your, your, your typical unwashed hippie that I see going to Chipotle all the time. And, you know, <laughs> so I was like, is that guy from the Spin Doctors? You know, but no, I still want my burrito bowl. Oh. But here's some unwashed hippies in the Chipotle, yeah. you know. It's, it's, uh... Easy rice can't <laughs> be wrong. Oh, yeah. No, that's... that's well, the... All you need is some... is. Hair that's slightly long, an army jacket that you bought from the surplus store, a banged up pickup truck, and a bad attitude. I think you're assuming that these are car people. These are bus people, Jamie. He had a truck. I'm talking about the the, I'm talking about the unwashed hippies right now. You know. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I was talking about Barry Watson. (laughs) Yeah, he did have a truck. All right. Yes. Uh, Yeah. His fried out combi was. Broken down in his driveway. Uh, don't forget white boy dreadlocks. Oh my god! Yeah, the film is, it's, it does it doesn't hold up very well. Uh, and you you watch it now, and I think no. that the, I think the stuff with um, Hayden, however long, however you pronounce her last name, Panatair Panatair from uh, Scream uh-huh. Four, where. I got Suspiria on my shelf, so I must be cool. I thought that shit was way more annoying than the extra stuff that, that this girl was doing. Cause... Oh, you know how I feel about Or maybe you don't. I don't know. If you, <laughs> have you ever heard me go off about that? Um, I, that irritates the piss out of me whenever she's like, I'm a horror fan. See, I have Suspiria. You know, I'm like, oh, you did. Oh God! I, um, someone I, I, actually, a listener actually sent me a message the other day, and uh, he made a comment about some movie and i was like oh i love it when listeners reach out to me thank you i especially love it when smart ones do and i was you know winky face because it was something he said and i was joking and then he goes oh yeah he's like i'm the real deal i know what suspiria is (laughs) (laughs) and i was like oh you do listen (laughs) oh thanks hey pootie tang oh you you say pootie tang man that that, that might be a thing too isn't that her name, Hayden Pootie Tang? I don't think I, I don't think I bring Pootie Tang into her name, but y'all, I I, I met this person. She's I've met this person before. She's very lovely, so I can't hate her too much. Penetier, I think. I was trying to think of the. I was trying to think of the authentic name of French toast, and I couldn't think of it. Because that was going to be funny, but not funny if I can't think of it. it, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <sighs> Man, X and I are both like, we're so just, I feel like we're, you stick us together, we make a complete podcast. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, none of this is getting taken up, by the way. This is just good banter, man. <sighs> but um, yeah, like you guys said, they're so interchangeable. You you could take you could take this Barry Watson guy and switch him out with Skeet Ulrich, or switch him out with, with the fucking Nick Stull character, or any oh, yeah. any, any pretty oh. boy from the '90s. You could switch him out with, and I, I hate to I say don't think any of those guys are pretty. Like any. <laughs> well, they're praying to somebody at some point in time, so just uh I never got any of them. It, I never got any of them at all. Like I didn't get it. Nick Stahl was always pretty to his booking officer. <laughs> <laughs> him and Eddie Furlong just hanging out together. Right. <laughs> Wearing flannel. Oh, definitely. Let's do shitty movies and gain weight. <laughs> <laughs> But has Eddie Furlong ever made a good movie? I'm just curious what, what, what the question this is going to be because that's uh, I, I watched Terminator. I watched, yeah, there's Terminator Two. I, I watched. Pecker. I I do enjoy Pecker, but not for every for Edward Furlong. I, I well, you didn't say that. <laughs> I do enjoy the movie. Well, my fault. Edward Furlong vehicles. I should have said that. You know, but mm. uh, Night of the Demons remake. Jamie. You're hurting, you're, you're, hurting my, you're hurting my soul here, okay? She comes back on the program, and she just likes trying to destroy me or something. You know, that's... I, I expect nothing less from a woman, you know, just try trying to destroy me, you know, but I, I love this one a lot. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it at that. But, <laughs> but uh, Teacher Mrs. Tingle uh, maybe tingle all the right parts every time Helen Mirren hits the screen, you know, but that's that's about it. Jeffrey Tambor, like, like, like X said... You don't you don't allow Jeffrey Tambor to be Jeffrey Tambor. It's just it's just no good. And the like a version stuff is really stupid. And and Molly Ringwald was pretty great the short time she was in it. And I I don't have a ton more to say about this movie. Like I said, I'm, I'm very... also I don't buy their relationship. I do not buy that Mrs. Tangle is the way she is to every other human being in that town, and she is like across the board hated by everyone michael mckeon has been trying to fire her for 20 years and they have a virtual party when she calls out sick yet she's banging jeffrey tambor i don't get it i just think she knows a lot of things and she calls him fucking spanky i don't buy that either (laughs) she she is the the 16 candles down the drain She she is the Leland Gaunt of of this town. You know she she knows everything and Jesus. She, she, she might have a bevy of items to to give to these people and then make them do things. I I don't, I don't know, but uh, yeah, teaching Mrs. Tingle. I I think we have a ton more to say about this movie, so I'm gonna go straight into ratings. And I'm gonna ask Vanessa, would you give it one to ten? Um, uh, um, I've seen worse movies. I have to remind myself that. <laughs> that's not how i should start off how i rate a movie um it's just so mediocre you know really um yeah i just i'll just say a five i don't know because it's just kind of meh you know fair enough yeah mediocre uh jamie I uh, I agree with the mediocrity here. This movie is stale white bread. It is oatmeal with nothing in it. It is unsweetened iced tea if you're from the South. It's, <laughs> it's I mean, there is just uh, nothing going on here. And, um, yeah, it's like tepid bathwater 
with no Mr. Bubbles. <laughs> uh, it's uh yeah, I'll, I'm I'm going to agree with Vanessa and I'm going to say that this is a 5, you know, because it, it it's not egregiously bad. That's the thing. But the worst thing about it is its mediocrity. And we all know Kevin Williamson has done better. So there's no excuse for this. Um this isn't even like his first time out. So that's not an excuse. There's just it just feels very lazy and uh not give a dammy. So, <laughs> yeah, five. Fair enough. X? I give any movie that casts Michael McKean two points automatically just for putting him in the movie. So, teaching Mrs. Tingle gets two points. <laughs> Fair enough. And did, and did you realize there's Michael McKean in here yeah, and Leslie Ann Warren, who are both in Clue? Yes. Yes. Leslie Ann Warren again. Uh, oh my God! Wasted See again, um, right? Wasted so but, much I forgot she was even in it. But now I have to give it a three point five. Thanks so much, <laughs> Vanessa. That's all right. Oh my God! Yeah, me. It's 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 right in the middle. It, it, it's I don't want to give it a six. I'm going to give it a five because it's just not very good. In the the sea of movies that were like this, this this really is at the bottom of the barrel, and uh. That's uh, that's kind of shameful for as much as I thought I liked it back in the day. But uh, sometimes you do this. You, you, you go back and you just don't like something like you used to. I still love Helen Mirren, though. So there's there's well, that. There are, yeah, but I got a, th- a three-disc version of Caligula I can send your way to help you love Her- Helen Mirren. You don't have to like this movie. Well, I might love myself a little too much if I watch that, though. It's just uh, all I'm saying. <laughs> Oh my god. But with that, we'll be right back to close out the show. Sal is mine. <laughs> do, 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 do. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Hello? Hello. Who is this? Who are you trying to reach? I don't know. Um, I think you've got the wrong number. Do I? I'm going to hang up. Wait. Popcorn? You're making popcorn. Uh Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn when I listen to podcasts. I'm about to listen to a podcast. Oh, really? Which one? Probably the podcast on Haunted Hill. Is that the one with the two guys with the beards? Uh, yeah, Dan and Gav. Dan and Gav, yeah. That podcast was scary. I liked it. Most episodes, they look at two different horror movies. Each episode, they look at a world of the strange, where they look at weird things from around the world. Sometimes, they even do special episodes where they look at different genres or directors' discographies and talk about them. Do you have a boyfriend? Maybe. So where can I find the podcast on Haunted Hill? Well, you can go to legionpodcast.com, Facebook, Twitter, or just go into iTunes and search for the podcast on Haunted Hill. So, are you going to ask me out? Hello, have you ever heard of MSK 3000? Yeah, well, we ain't them. But we are movie fans who like to drink and talk shit about our favorite movies. So join me, your host Nudie, along with my co-host Jake the Snake, and special guest stars as we dissect our favorite, or maybe not so favorite movies, on the NFW Podcast, otherwise known as No Fucking Way. You can catch us on Heartophilia, 
and also at NFW underscore podcast on Twitter or NFW podcast at yahoo.com. Are you sick of the same old stale podcast? Well, then join Vanessa and David as they dissect movies of all kinds. The two lifelong cinema lovers bring their favorites, curiosities, and first-time watches to the operating table and inject them with a healthy dose of snark. Then there's the waiting room where they examine books and short stories. So just look for them on iTunes and where fine podcasts are available. They're part of the Legion Podcast Network. Follow them on Twitter at VDClinicPod or email them at VDClinicPod at gmail.com. They're ready to cure what ails you. And still, they just might be contagious. Get information or a pamphlet at most pharmacies or a health clinic. If you need help, see a doctor. Vanessa, thank you for uh, joining us on this this wonderful Back to School episode that people enjoy the movie so, so much. And, uh, <laughs> well, thank ahead. you for having me. Oh, for sure. And uh, tell the folks all about your program. Um, the VD Clinic podcast. Um, we cover movie and a book every episode. Although, I think we're going to have a few random episodes where we might do two movies for whatever reason. Um, just can't find a book to tie in. But gotcha. yeah, <laughs> sometimes it's a little difficult. But uh, we are on Twitter at VD Clinic Pod. And we have an email that is vdclinicpod at gmail.com. And we have a Facebook page, which is VD Clinic Podcast. <laughs> I keep having to point out that when people search for it, you might have to put the word podcast in there. <laughs> Just to uh, narrow down some of your potential results. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the pun there, by the way. The results of your of your, your trip to the VD clinic is unfortunate, you know. Yes. Any chance I can to have an, a bad pun, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Jamie, uh, I'm so glad to have you back. You know, I'm so glad you, you stayed awake for us. I think you'd be very tired, but... How's, how's things going in the world of Jamie? What you got? What you got coming out, girl? Um. Well, we just the latest skeleton crew just dropped, and that is um, we actually recorded that a, a while ago. I forgot about it, um, <laughs> and then it came out today, and I was like, "Oh, how about that?" Um, it is the uh, our final jump of the shark episode of 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 the skeleton crew, and. It was a pretty fun one, I think. I'll, I'll have to go back and listen to it to be sure, but I, I think it was. Um, coming up, uh, we have a review that we're going to be doing of Jason Goes to Hell. Nice. Um, because they never did that. When they when the skeleton crew first started, before I was on the show, they went through all the Friday the 13th, and that was one that they skipped over. And, uh, <laughs> no, so now I'm blessed with being able to cover it. Um, yeah. Woo. Um, as far as ABCs, we do, there are, we have two episodes recorded. I just am, it is really difficult for me to find time to edit them. And um, so hopefully soon that will be coming out um, 
it's it's been a very long time i know but they're there we have them i just it's all on me i mean it's just it's my fault but we do it's a, it's going to be a thing as soon as i can carve out the time to do it and i think that well we have a devour the latest devour that we did what was the latest one? With was Vanessa. Vanessa? Well, you're the latest. Yes. That was the last one, right? Okay. See, I can't ever fucking, I can't ever fucking remember things anymore. I was <laughs> Ganja and Hess. That's right. Um, which we recorded the day that George Romero died. That's how I remember that. Um, which was very sad, but it was fun. Vanessa was on that show with us, and we had a really good time. And uh, everyone, uh, check that out. I'm so glad that show is back. I mean, we're doing doing it monthly now, but I missed those boys like crazy so um i'm glad to be back in the game i'm glad to be back here uh, i think that's pretty much all i have going on though right now but I, that's busier than i've been in a while so that's kind of exciting yeah x you can find me on kiss the goat a podcast all about devil movies from the 1950s until now new episode will be out by the time this show hits the internet where we discuss the um, kind of obscure Italian movie by Sergio Martino, All the Colors of the Dark. So do check that out with myself and Cootie and Chef Al. Uh, we also host a new show called The Food Chain, which is all about animal attack and nature when amok movies. We just dropped our latest episode, which is a discussion of the movie Slugs from 1988, with Mark Ball from the Fancy and Friends podcast. Um, again, both of these shows are hosted by myself and my beautiful wife, Cootie, and they can be found on the Legion Podcast Network. I'm also one of the panelists on the Theme Warriors podcast with Mike Merriman, Doug Tilly, and Ayer Saravia. And I'm here on Cinema Veep most of the time with Gary and Jamie, and I'm also a podcast whore. So if you ask me to guest on your show and if my schedule allows for it, I will do it. I am the pretty thing who guests on your podcast. Um, look for me on recent episodes <laughs> of Fancy and Friends. No shit! Uh-huh. Fuck! I love that at least one person agrees with me on that. Oh, that is such... uh, uh, I would rather bang my head against a concrete roll at high noon on Town Square than watch that movie. (laughs) All right, look at me. I am the pretentious thing that... I am the boring voiceover that lives in your TV. Look for me on recent episodes of Fancy and Friends and the Hail Ming Power Hour. I am on Facebook. I am on Twitter. I am on Quora, but I don't do anything there. Find my books on Amazon. Say nice things to me whenever you find me because I'm emotionally needy and in desperate need of that kind of ego boost. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, you could find me on the Two Jig Venom Commentaries and um, the, the brand new revamped of sorts are still working the kinks out. Sloppy Seconds the movie sequel podcast with my brand new co-host Tim Gross, who you know, who, who you might know from the Bloodbaths and Boomsticks podcast. And if you don't, uh, this is a guy who loves sequels as much as I do, and he he's knows way more about them than I do. We're getting some real weird shit, I'm sure. And I'm looking forward to diving into that with him. Um, I just come up with a date today. I have my friend Sean working to to refix the date on the Fleas and Flicks auction poster. We're gonna have a winter one. It's going to be on the weekend of December 2nd and 3rd. Um, already got some great items for it that were left over from the last auction, and then I got some great items uh, this past weekend at Flashback Weekend in, in Chicago here. I've probably seen the pictures with, with 
mostly of my 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 cousin's child Abigail, who's five years old and had a had a great time. You know, she really broke that shyness bubble with with people, and I I, I appreciate them for for letting her in. You know, and she and showing her a good time. And uh, and uh, um, just some random kid you picked up. No, that wasn't a random kid. That was a <laughs> that was a child that I knew. You know. <laughs> Who had who had her picture taken with 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 Robert Englund, and I told her you, you you're gonna know this now, but you know, in about ten years you're gonna think this is really cool that you got, that you get to meet <laughs> Freddy Krueger, you know. Oh my god! But yeah, I got I got some some great stuff from that. Um, Lance Henriksen, who everybody knows who he is, but you know you know you didn't know how generous folks are until you go up and talk to him about stuff. And in addition to, to the print that I bought off him for the auction, because. I had to make a bold choice, Lance Henriksen or Katie Isabel, and I chose Lance Henriksen, and I'm glad I did, because when I told him that we were doing a charity auction, he pulled three more pictures up his table, and he signed them just for you guys to bid on. Aww. You know? That's so nice. Lance is the man. I had to hug him, you know? Sure. Oh, and there's a great cast signed photo, and I'm not saying this is any less cooler than that, but from a majority of the cast from Never in Elf Street Part 4... If you guys like that sort of thing, including Robert Englund, so keep keep an eye out for that in the, the Fleas and Flicks auction as well. And there'll be more good stuff in there. Hopefully a website will be up soon uh, for you guys to, to glance at. Yada, yada, yada. But, um, I'm done. I'm done with, I'm done with the, the, the nastiness, but uh, but there's always room for more nastiness. But remember, folks, here at Sin Beef Podcast, <laughs> if you've got beef, we've got the grinder. God damn you people. I swear. <laughs> see, see you next time. Bye. Fill me up, Mr. McAllister. Fill me up. Fill me up, Mr. <laughs> that was really good.
two weeks and you're an outside legend. I think the games have gone much too far. If the words are spoken, I get stuck in throat. Send the treasure token, token. Write it on a pound, no pound, no. Don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? Don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? Suckle in you and don't swallow. Must be something inside. Something inside